welcome to all our guests, all our visitors. Um, it's a blessing to have you joining with us again. We thank God for good weather. The last few days has been very tropical. I'm sure some of you have been struggling to sleep just like I have been in the evening. But we have to thank God when the weather's like this. Let's give thanks, even though it can be a bit of a, a battle sometimes. But let's appreciate God for uh, being able to experience this type of weather um, and just you know just spend time as, as family and friends. I want us to pray. Uh, I want to spend time initially just praying um, and just inviting the Lord in our respective homes to speak to us and to draw, draw us closer to Him. So um, just join me in prayer as I pray. Father, I thank you, Heavenly Father, for this morning. It's an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. We thank you, O oh God, that Lord, that you are in our midst, in our respective homes, wherever we are online, O oh God, we thank you that you are there with us. And I pray that, Lord, that you will speak into our hearts, you will draw us closer to you, and that, Lord, that you will cause our eyes to be opened, to see the things you want us to see today and every day. So, Lord, I thank you and I bless you. Have your way, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, um, if you joined us for our Refresh Conference um, a couple of weeks back, you'll recall that the theme was the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, as we know, or maybe you don't know that, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are listed in um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, and there are nine gifts. Um, and during the conference, uh, different ones preached and, and taught about each of those gifts, how they relate to us, um, and really just given us a good education about how they work and how God wants us to function in all of these nine gifts. Now, what, I, what I'm sharing on today, in a sense, it ties in with that topic, um, and it stems from one of the gifts, which is the gifts of discerning of spirits, or can be explained in the gifts of understanding spirits. But the title of what I want to share today is called Living with spiritual insight or living with godly insight which is probably more the correct term to use living with godly insight now let me explain insight is something that we all have in specific areas every one of us has a certain form of insight now on a natural level uh, insight centers around what you've experienced in other words if you experience something personally it provides you with insight into that particular thing. Now, let me give an example. Um, if you, for example, let's say, you know, you take friends or family with you to a, a restaurant that you've been to before um, and they ask you about what the food is like at the restaurant. Because you've been there previously, you can kind of, you know, quite confidently explain to them that the food is of a certain quality, etc. Um, because you have an understanding. Um, of the restaurant because you've been there before because you've experienced it okay that is how natural insight works now let me even just give a definition of, of, of insight insight is defined as the capacity to gain an accurate and deep understanding of someone or something i'll say it again insight is the capacity to gain an accurate and deep understanding of someone or something so if you've been involved in something, if, if you've experienced something, you have insight within that, that thing. Now see, spiritual insight or godly insight um, is a bit different. See, God has given every single one of us the ability to see beyond the natural. 
to see beyond the surface through insight by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us supernatural or godly insight. And that is the focus of what I want to speak about today is seeing beyond the natural. As I said, we all have natural insight. You experience something, you understand about it, you know about it, you have a, a certain element of, of knowledge about it. But I'm talking about godly insight, which is given to us via the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's going to be quite a few scriptures we're going to be looking at today. So, um, yeah, get your Bibles ready. But also, I know Jean-Marc will help to put some scriptures on, on, on the chat, um, not on the chat, on, on the screen. So just, just uh, help me to uh, read those. Okay, so first one is Colossians chapter 2. I want to read from verse 2 to 3, and it says this. It says, that their eyes may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. See, this scripture talks about God's mysteries. You know that there are mysteries in God. And it also talks about things that, are, that have been hidden, but then they are now revealed. But they are only revealed through your personal relationship with Jesus. And I want to emphasize that. That this godly insight that I'm talking about only stems from having an intimate relationship with Jesus. If you want to see beyond the natural, I'm going to go into some things later on in, 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 this, in this word. If you want to see the things that God wants you to see, if you want to understand the thing God wants you to understand, the starting point is having a dynamic personal relationship with Jesus. It's, it, this is different from just going to church. Let me just uh, add this. It's different from um, on occasion you, you visit church or you attend church religiously. You join service. Maybe you're joining us online and it's wonderful, it's great. But you do so because it's Sunday morning and everybody joins church on a Sunday morning. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a relationship. I'm talking about a dynamic, deliberate relationship with Jesus. This is how you develop godly insight. You know, let me let me put it to you like this: If you if you're those of us who are married or you're in a relationship with with someone or anybody, it could be your children, relationship with your parents, relationship with uh, with your, your partner, whoever it may be. If you only spoke to them on a Sunday, because Society said, speak to your spouse on a Sunday or speak to your friend or your personal relationship on a Sunday. And you did that because that's what people did. How would your relationship with that person be? Let's say they want to try to speak to you between Monday and Saturday and you're like, it's not Sunday, so I'm not going to waste my time. But when Sunday comes, you pick up the phone. Hello, how are you doing? How's your day been? Just robotic talk because that's what you do. It sounds strange, but at times I'm using that to give the example of having a relationship with Jesus or being a, a churchgoer, and that's the difference. And I encourage you not to be the churchgoer. You just turn up, you log on, um, you hear the word, and you go about doing whatever you want to do. You live your life any way and anyhow. 
and you're not really touched by what the Lord is trying to say to you through his word and through the words that are being preached. In order for you to receive this insight that I'm going to go deeper in, uh, in, in this word, is by having a dynamic relationship with the Lord, knowing him daily. You spend time with him daily. You wake up, you're speaking to him. You're speaking, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak back to you. Spending time in his word. You're speaking to others, other believers um, and bouncing things off of them in order to gain more insight and knowledge about the one who created you. That is about having a dynamic relationship with the Lord. And this is how we begin to develop godly insight. And I've labored on it for a bit, but I really felt that I needed to kind of say that in order for us to really understand. And most of the things that, that the Lord wants to give to us and wants us to know, it really stems from that same dynamic relationship. It's not about just, as I say, just appearing on a Sunday or doing things as a tick box, but it's about having that heart-to-heart daily relationship with him. And as I'm saying that, you may realize, actually, you know what, I don't really have that. And you may want to have that. And even talk by, by before the end of this service, I'm going to give you an opportunity to receive the Lord. If that's you and you're in that position where you recognize that, actually, you know what, I'm, I'm probably more of a, a, a churchgoer as opposed to someone who really wants to have a relationship with the Lord. And I, and I recognize that and I want to change that. If that's you, before the end of this word, I want to pray with you and give you an opportunity to know the Lord for yourself. Amen. But let's move on from that right now. Okay. So, yeah, so that scripture spoke about mysteries in God. It speaks about things being hidden in Christ that can only be revealed for your personal relationship with him. Okay. So the next thing I'm going to say may sound a bit contradictory, but you and I can see, yet not see. What do I mean by that? In the scripture in Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 2, God spoke to Ezekiel, a mighty man in the Bible. And he said to, to Ezekiel about his people, Ezekiel's people. He said that they have eyes to see, but yet they do not see. That they have ears to hear, but they don't hear. I want to show you something very quickly. Uh, Jean-Marc, if you don't mind, this is the time now to um, get the link ready. Um, <clears throat> Jean-Marc's going to help me put something on the screen. Hopefully you guys can see it in a moment. It's an image that's going to come up, a picture of something. And what I want you to do, when the picture comes up, just write in the chat what, you, what, what, what animals that you see in that picture. So just um, when you get the chance, look at the picture and just write down what animals you can see. And I'll be very interested to see what you say. Okay, so what animals have you said that you can see? Okay, I can see Rebecca says geese, yep. Taller geese, uh huh. Tiger, taller, really? Okay, I'm gonna have to speak to you afterwards, Taller, to show me where you see a tiger in there, but no, that's fine. Anybody else? Geese and tigers is what I'm seeing so far, mainly geese. Ah, okay, someone's written, mm-hmm. okay. Taller said a wolf. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. All right, let me, let me explain to you about this picture. All right, apparently 
only one, apparently one, only one in eight people can see something in this picture that's hidden. All right. Now, generally speaking, what you see are the geese without a shadow of a doubt. But, uh, oh, someone put snake. Okay, wow. Okay. All right. Anyway, oh, you jump up for snake. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. For the sake of time, there is a. That's definitely put her hand. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yes. So, basically, there are two forms of animals in this picture. One is our geese, which you very clearly saw, and the other one was hidden. But one, but two of you have actually, or three of you have, have identified it, that there, there is a fox in the picture. Some of you said a wolf, so I said, oh, I assume it's, it's the same as a fox. Now let me try and, uh, the thing is I can't actually highlight where the, the, the outline of the uh, fox is, but literally where the heads of the geese are, you'll see like um, the two, uh, branches of the tree, the two thick branches. In between the two thick branches, there's an outline. You'll see the outline of the the fox. See, well done to you guys that, that identified it and called it a, a, a wolf, because really that's what it was. They, they, I have to say, there's no snake in there. There's no tiger there. So I don't know what guy you guys saw with that one. But, um, but anyway, well done for those of you that saw uh, the, the wolf. Now, the point of that exercise was this. Credit again to uh, these, those guys that saw the wolf or the fox. But what normally happened is that, generally speaking, people just see the geese. You don't, they don't see the, the, the fox in the background. Um, but my, by me obviously explaining, when I explained about if you look between the two branches and you can see the outline, at that point, you were able to see, I, I hope, uh, the, the, the actual fox that's there. Now, by me simply telling you, by looking between the branches, etc., what I've done there is that I've given you another form of insight, which is called revelation. And I'll, I'll explain that in a minute. So those of you that didn't see the fox or the wolf, you just saw the geese. So you looked at the same picture. You saw everything there that everybody else saw, but you could only see any animal that you saw was the, was the geese, apart from those that saw the tiger and the snake. You guys, I'll pray for you guys after the service anyway. But by telling you the positioning of the, of the two uh, uh, branches, at that point, I'm hopefully that's, that's the case. You're able now to see where the, the, the fox is or the, where the wolf is. And that information is a form of insight called revelation. Now, let me explain how revelation works. I know some of you are familiar with this. Maybe some of you are not familiar with this. Revelation is like this. It's like walking into a dark room without any knowledge of the room at all. You don't know what, what's in the room. You don't know the size of the room. You don't know uh, the contents of the room or anything like that. And you're in that room for a period of time, okay? Then all of a sudden, light comes into the room. Or well, let's say that someone turns, up, turns, turns on the light in that room. Then at that point, you're able to see everything in the room. You can understand the size of the room. You can see things inside of the room that you had no idea were there before. Maybe you may have stumbled on them. You may have touched them because, you, you know, maybe you were walking around trying to work out where you are. You were touching things, but you still weren't too sure what they were until the light turned on. And then you were able to see exactly what it was in the room. That is how revelation works. 
because your eyes are open and you understand the things that are before you. You know, one of the things about this Christian life is that God wants us to live in revelation. You know, there's a man in the Bible called Job, um, and I won't go too much into the story, but he went through an ordeal with God where God allowed him to be tested by the devil and go through some real challenges. And there was a season in those challenges where he was really confused about who God was. And he made a comment, uh, I'll just read it, in Job chapter 9, verse 11. And he says this, it says, were he, he's talking about God, were he to pass by me, I would not see him. Were he to move past me, I would not perceive him. This is Job talking from his heart. Because of the things that he had experienced, he recognized that really, you know, I don't think I know God properly. So if God was to walk past me, I don't think I'd really even see him or, or know him. If he was to move in my, in my life in a certain way, I don't think I'd even recognize that movement as God moving in my life. And the ending of Job was brilliant, you know, and we'll look at that another time. But he, he had to go through that experience. And sometimes as children of God and yourself, you may have to go through that experience of at times questioning, Lord, you know, I don't really see things the way that I should be seeing them. I don't, I, 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 I don't understand things in my life or, or things around me in my life um, the way that I think you want me to understand them. It's a good starting point for you to then be able to be in a position of revelation, for you to see what God wants you to see. You know, there's another word uh, that's occasionally used in the Bible that links with insight, which is called behold or to behold. Beholding is not merely seeing. Beholding is seeing with, with an intensity an insight that goes beyond the natural ability to see. When you behold, you are seeing beyond. Again, it links to Revelation. You know, in, in Mark chapter 8, verse 22 to 26, Jesus healed a blind man in a very controversial way. Some of you may know this. This is where Jesus felt led by the Holy Spirit to pray for this blind man. But how he healed him was by picking up mud from the, from the floor, from the ground, spitting on that mud, rubbing it together, and putting his, the, the, the mud that had his spit on it on the eyes of the blind man. But when Jesus did this, this, this Jesus asked the man a question. So he prayed in that way, prayed for him, spat on the clay, put it on his eyes, and Jesus asked, asked him, do you see anything? And the man replied, interestingly, he says, I see men walking as trees. Now see, the man could see. Healing came. This man couldn't see anything at all. He was blind, completely blind, not, not partially, completely blind. And when Jesus laid hands on him in, the, in that controversial way, with the clay and his spit, he could see. But the man said, I can see, but I see men walking as trees. See, the man could see, 
but he couldn't make sense of what he was seeing. He was seeing people, basically. But Rikoli had never seen before. In his mind, it was though it was men walking as trees. And the Bible said that Jesus touched his eyes again. And then he saw clearly and understood what he saw. So he not only did he receive sight, in a sense, this man received insight to make sense of what he was seeing. And that is the key of what we're talking about today. It's not enough to see. Those of you online, I'm telling you, it's not enough just to see. But you need to in-see. This is what this blind man did. He was able to in-see because God gave him an understanding of what he saw. See, sometimes we are like this blind man. Because there are times in our lives that we can't always see or make sense of what we're seeing. Now, for all of you listening online right now, I'm telling you that can change from today. As you pray into this daily for the Lord to open your eyes, you can now you can make that change. You know, bring your situation, whatever it is that's happening in your life, bring it before the Lord. And begin to ask him some searching questions that will bring revelation to your life. For example, Lord, why do I behave the way that I do? You know, why do I, why do I find certain things difficult for whatever reason? Why can't I see where I go wrong? You know, what should I be doing in this season of my life right now? Lord, what is it that I should be doing according to your will? Why am I afraid of certain things? Or why hasn't the thing that I've been believing you for, for a long time, happened yet? These are things that you can bring before the Lord. By receiving insight and revelation, God will reveal these things to you. See, God doesn't just want you to see, as I said before. He wants you to see with godly insight and revelation. See, if you see without insight, it's like seeing without having any understanding. God wants you to look at your life and the things in your life. And he wants you to see things with understanding. Not just see for the sake of seeing, but understand why things happen in your life. You know, I'm going to talk about it a bit later on, but we have to recognize as well that the way God has made us is that we know things in part. We will never know everything. Only God knows everything. The Bible said that he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. We are made in God's image, but we're not God. So we, there are things that God will allow us to know in part but we will never know the whole picture. So with the little that you know, God has encouraged you to just trust him. Whatever part of your life that God will reveal to you through the insight that we're speaking about right now, some of these questions that I gave about why do I behave the way that I behave? Why do I find things difficult? You know, why can't I see what I'll go wrong, etc.? God may reveal these things to you. And with that part information that is given to you, Trust him with the rest that maybe you don't know. 
So the key to also receiving spiritual insight and godly insight connected with that is to make sure that with whatever that God has allowed us to see or will allow you to see, that you place your trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5, we know the scripture says, trust in the Lord of all your heart and lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Trusting in God is, is not a small thing. And I encourage you to allow yourself to trust God in every situation that you face in your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. I want to read this scripture. It says, But a natural man does not accept the things of God. So a natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised or spiritually understood. I'll say that again. A natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are only spiritually understood. I think that scripture is very clear. And this goes back again to being a churchgoer or having a dynamic relationship with the Lord. Because if you were a churchgoer, some of the things that I'm saying, you would, they would just go over your head. You won't understand them. Because the scriptures say that the things of God are spiritually understood. You can only understand them if you are spiritually connected with Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So this scripture is really saying that the starting point for spiritual insight or for godly insight revelation is having a relationship, a dynamic relationship with Jesus. I mentioned it before, so I'm not going to go back and labor it at this point. But that is the starting point. And you can only receive this insight revelation if you are connected to the Father and have a relationship with Jesus. So I said before that if we see things without understanding the significance of what you're seeing, then you're not really seeing. You know, there are people around you who appear happy, let's say, on the surface. Um, you know, life appears to be good, going well, etc. But the reality is that deep down, they are broken. They're hurting. And naturally speaking, you will never, ever know. But see, as you ask the Lord to give you insight and revelation with people and even with yourself, you will open up your eyes to see such people who are really hurting, but they don't show it to anybody. And as you open your eyes to see such people, he will give you the wisdom to be able to minister to them to be able to pray with them, to be able to spend time with them, to be able to, to minister to them in whatever way that they need to receive ministry. Job chapter 42, I want to read verse 1 to 6. It says this. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things. See, Job speaking about God. I know that you can do all things. And that no purpose of yours can be stopped. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? 
Therefore, I have declared that which I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me, which I, which I did not know. Hear now and I will speak. I will ask you and you instruct me. I have heard of you by hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I retract and I repent in dust and ashes. And see, as I said before, Job went through a real ordeal where God allowed him to be to be tempted by Satan in so many different areas. And his relationship with God was, was taken from one extent to the other, where he didn't trust God, where he doubted God, where he thought God had neglected him, etc. So the point where in this scripture, God, he went through all that he went through. His eyes were opened and he received God the insight and revelation because of what he went through. And as he said in the scripture, he said, I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear. So in other words, God, I always knew that you existed. I always knew that, uh, you know, you were someone to be, to be served. But he said, but now my eyes see you. Now I see you for who you are. Now I understand. I'm beginning to understand how you operate. So they said, therefore, I, I retract. Therefore, I take back all the negative things that I say. And I repent. I repent. Lord, forgive me. Things that I said before, I, I didn't have an understanding of what it was I was going through. I didn't understand what was happening. So I just spoke out of my anger and out of my frustration. And I'm sure some of us can relate to that. Sometimes things happen in our lives where we speak things because we don't understand what's happening. So we speak out of anger. We speak out of frustration. We say, Lord, why is this happening to me? How on earth can this happen to me? So-and-so has never been through this thing. And, you know, sometimes you can compare ourselves to someone. So-and-so hasn't been through this or, you know, this person, they haven't gone through this. Why is it me? Why am I the one having to go through, through this situation? But the Bible says, I said that now my eyes see you. Now I understand. Now I get what's happening. That's because he received godly insight, godly revelation. My prayer today is that when we spend time praying, that God will open your eyes Whatever it is that you've been experiencing and what you've been going through is for a reason. And it's for you to speak to the Lord and say, Lord, okay, why is this happening? Open my eyes to see why this is happening so I can understand what's going on. We'll come to a prayer that uh, the prophet Elisha prayed in a moment. And that's the prayer that I want, to, want us to use um, as part of our prayer before I close the service today. Prophet Elisha, very famous prophet in, in the Bible, in the, in the Old Testament. The very interesting story that took place, which I'll read in a moment, but let me just quickly explain. Elisha and, and his servant were due to uh, go into a battle. In the Old Testament, for those of you that know, Old Testament was full of battles, wars taking place, and they were very symbolic. They were, in, in the realm of the spirit, there are battles always taking place. In the Old Testament, the natural battles that took place had a significance in the spiritual realm because there's always spiritual battles. But the natural battles 
reflected what was happening in this virtual realm. So in the Old Testament, many battles took place. So Prophet Elijah, Elisha was with his servants and they were due to uh, um, fight this battle against thousands of the opposition that were against them. So they went to a place and, and, and they were uh, about to go into battle. And the Bible says that Elisha's servant went and looked and he saw all the, the number of the enemy that were against him. And he was overwhelmed. He was completely scared. And in his mind, he's thinking, we, we're finished. Look how many people, look how many uh, of, of the enemy that's going to attack us. But Elijah, Elisha, saw exactly the same thing that his servant saw. But his response was different. So let me, let me read the scripture. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15 to 18, it says this. When the servant of the man of God, who is Elisha, arose early and went out, there was an army. An army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, this is Elisha, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So when the Syrians came down to him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, strike this people, I pray, with blindness. And he struck them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. See, Elisha prayed a prayer for his servant. His servant saw in the natural, and this is what I've seen to you before. You have experience of something and you see naturally, you don't see beyond. When he looked, he saw an army that was uh, vast in numbers that greatly outnumbered the amount of people that were uh, with Elisha uh, and, and his army. And he thought, we're finished. We're not, how, how are we going to win this battle? But Elisha, when he looked at, the, at, at his opposition, he saw through the eyes of the spirit and he could see the angels of God. He said, chariots of fire, which was the presence of God all around him which vastly outnumbered those in, op in, in opposition. But the interesting thing about this story is, is, is the prayer that Elijah, Elisha prayed for his servant. And I, I want us to pray this very prayer. And I encourage you to pray this prayer daily for yourself and for others. He said, Lord, I pray, open my eyes that I may see. So he prayed for his servant, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. But for yourself, I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes that I may see. The Bible said that when he prayed for his servant, for his eyes to be open, his eyes were opened. And then he saw, as I said, chariots of fire. He saw the angels of the Lord all encamped around Elisha. 
And from that moment, from then, he knew straight away that this battle has been won because God was on his, God was on their side. But he's, his eyes had to be open to see. You know, sometimes um, at home, myself and, and, and Lynette may get in a disagreement about certain things. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, I may be in the wrong about it and then we resolve it and we move on, it's fine. Other times, um, I may be settled on something. I may feel that, you know, this particular thing, you know, this is what should be done. And at times, Lynette may not see, uh, you know, from my angle, and she may not be budging on it. And we can't, at times, we can't really make progress because we need to be in, in agreement. So you know what I do in that situation? I pray that same prayer, say, Lord, you know what? This is what I feel you're saying to me. Lynette doesn't, doesn't agree. So Lord, open our eyes to see. Now I leave it in God's hand. Over time, God opens our eyes. And then she's able to see the thing that we're talking about. It doesn't happen all the time, but I'm talking about when it's something that God has put on my heart that I feel that, now, Lord, I feel you're saying this. And then she doesn't see it. But that's my prayer. I say, Lord, open our eyes to see. And over time, God opens our eyes to see. Because God does things in his way. Time is gone. And I did promise at the beginning that I want us to spend some time in prayer. Now, I've said quite a few things. Um, and I want us to pray. But I said something at the beginning that I want to go back to before. And I said that in order for you to have a dynamic relationship with God, starting point, in order for you to receive spiritual insights or a godly insight, the starting point is by having a relationship with Jesus. Now, I want to give you an opportunity. If you're online, and um, you, know, you haven't received the Lord as your, as your Savior, you're not saved, and you want to receive him, you want to uh, enter into a position where um, you, know, you want the Lord to present salvation to you, I want to pray with you. If you're saying that you want to begin a relationship with the Lord, Again, you may previously have been a churchgoer only attending because you were told to attend or because it's what people do on a Sunday or because maybe, I don't know, because your family culture is that way, but you don't have that relationship uh, with him and you want to have that relationship with him. If that's you, I want to pray with you. I want to give you an opportunity to receive the Lord for yourself. So if you want to, you can um, signify within the chat if you don't want to signify in the chat, then that's fine. And then I'll just pray with you, wherever you are. I just want to pray with you and just give you an opportunity to receive the Lord right now. So just agree with me as I pray. Father, I just want to pray on behalf of those, Lord God, who want to begin their relationship with you. The word says, Lord God, that if we confess with our mouth, Lord Jesus, and believe in our heart that you died rose again that we shall be saved Father I just want to pray oh God with those of you who are online that want to begin their relationship with you I ask oh God that Lord that you will speak into their hearts that where they have sinned that you will forgive them that Lord that you will reveal yourself to them right now in a new way that they will call upon you and receive your salvation.
I pray, Heavenly Father, God, that you will speak to them. That, Lord, that from this moment onwards, that, Lord, that they will live for you daily. So, Father, touch them. Draw them close to you. And I pray, O oh God, that, Lord, that from this moment onwards, O oh God, that, Lord, that they will be part of your family and that they will surrender to you fully. Lord, I thank you. Touch them and be with them. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'll give you opportunity as well after service. There will be the, the email address that's on the screen. If you want to get in touch so that I can pray with you individually, for you to receive the Lord, feel free to do so. Um, but I also want to pray with regards to what I prayed before about us receiving spiritual insights. The prayer that I prayed about Elijah. I want you to pray that prayer right now. Elisha prayed, Lord, open my servant's eyes so that he, was, that he may see. But I want you to pray this for yourself. So pray, Lord, open my eye that I may see. Open my eye that I may see. There may be some specific areas in your life that you want your eyes to be open to. So right now, bring it before the Lord in faith. And ask him, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. For some of you... <laughs> And I thought to say this, for some of you, when God opens your eyes, you need to start doing things that you should have done a while ago. But let the Holy Spirit speak to you. For others, you'll need to stop doing things that you've been doing for a long time. That the Holy Spirit is saying to you, you don't need to be doing those things anymore. This is called revelation and insight. So right now, just pray. I want you, all of you to speak to Lord right now. Say, Lord, Open my eyes that I may see. Open my eyes. Show me the things that you want me to see right now. So let's take a few minutes, begin to pray, speak to him and open up your spirit to hear and to see whatever it is God is saying to you right now. Let's do that. Everybody right now, just pray, speak to him. Lord, open my eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Father, open our eyes. Open our eyes to see. Open our eyes to see. Give us revelation. Give us insight. Father, I pray that as you speak to us, help us to make sense of what it is that you are showing to us. Help us to see what you want us to see. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Open our eyes, O oh God. Yes, Lord, open our eyes on God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus.
Amen. I want to pray in a second. Listen, I want you to make a note of the things that you have seen or the things that you may have heard during that time of prayer. See, the Holy Spirit works in a very unique way to anything else. The Bible refers to the Holy Spirit as the still, small voice. He will not shout. He will not... Uh, well, he can shout, it, but that's not how he works normally. He brings things in a very subtle, still, silent way. So as you prayed and as you asked the Lord, Lord, open my eyes, he may reveal to you very subtly images, pictures. He may have spoken to you very quietly, highlighting things that this is what you should be doing right now. Or saying, my son, my daughter, we don't need to be doing this thing anymore. He may reveal people to you that you have issues with in terms of unforgiveness or or holding grudges. And if that's the case, he's saying to you, you know what? Let go. Forgive that person. So whatever God is saying to you, make a note of it and pray further into it. This isn't just a, it's not like a one-off prayer type of situation. This is a daily, continual uh, circumstance where you pray daily, Lord, open my eyes. And whatever he reveals to you, you keep praying into it. Just agree as I pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for all the things that you've opened up our eyes to this, this morning. Father, we pray and I join with my brothers and my sisters in praying, oh God, that you will help us, oh God, to see everything you want us to see. We also pray for the obedience, oh God, to do whatever it is that you're telling us to do. And as we do so, Father God, I pray that you will bring us from a place, Lord, of maybe separation to a place of intimacy and closeness with you. Father, touch your people this morning. Cause us to see with understanding, with insight and revelation. And I pray, oh God, that as we do so, that daily that you will help us to walk in godly insight and godly revelation. So Lord, I thank you. Bless your people. Touch your people and draw us all closer to you. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.